Coming to you from the kingdom of Marion, this is the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening in this world. Episode number 119, How to Deal with Universal Insanity. This can save you a lot of time and trouble. Something that many people may not be aware of is how we oftentimes lack consensus. And um, if we don't have consensus as far as reality is concerned, well, that's a problem. For instance, just to give you a very brief example, now, I had talked to several really young folks, and I was really quite surprised, but then again, perhaps in retrospect, not so surprised, of the answer that I got. And I asked a simple and direct question. I said, do you believe that two and two equaling four is a universal truth? And the answers I got, well, let's say that it kind of wants something like this. So tell me, person, do you really believe that two and two makes four? Responded with, well, I believe that, like, if you, like, believe that two and two is four, that, like, that's, like, your um, reality, but it doesn't, like, necessarily, like, mean it's like reality, because it's like, you know, we all have our own reality, and, you know, it's like, it's cool if that's what you want to believe, but it's not necessarily what... I want to believe and so yeah you know that's what I believe because like you know it's just kind of like out there and that's what I believe um, as far as that you know is concerned now believe it or not that was a response that I got to a direct question that I asked in public to random people. I guess I must have gone through 40 or 50 people. And for those of you out there uh, who are laughing right now, I would tell you, don't laugh. Because if you think about this, I know it may seem funny, but if you think about this, the very fact 
that these are, you know, supposed to be adults, that they actually believe what I just said to you. That does not bode well for the future. I mean, this is something that used to be known in ancient times as insanity. And so, whereas, for instance, once upon a time, <clears throat> if you had people that believed that they were you know, George Washington or Napoleon Bonaparte, and as a consequence of this, for instance, they were not able to, uh, you know, maintain employment. As an example, uh, one fellow I knew who um, was just working at uh, one of the fast uh, fast food restaurants, and they said that uh, when I talked to him about this, they said, "Well, you know, he was he was prompt, he was on time, he kind of sort of you know did his work, but he had problems with other." employees because they didn't recognize him as you know their lord and king or whatnot and this was for him this was quite real and so eventually he was fired and this is you know a case in point with people with oftentimes that have mental illness that go through this kind of thing because as far as well they are concerned. They can't understand why they're doing what they're doing or not respected as they are or not referred with, uh, you know, great epitome um, because they actually believe that they are who they, well, who they claim to be. And feel free i mean to laugh because yeah years ago we could laugh because well for one thing 30 40 years ago this was not so rampant everywhere and collectively we were more or less on the same page so to speak and we instantly understood and re-identified that you know, a person walking around and absolutely believing, not as a joke, but absolutely believing that they were some, you know, historically very important person, um, you know, had some mental illness. They didn't have, uh, they didn't have both oars in the water. But the thing is, today, to turn this around and to put this in perspective, it's not only the fact that for m many those, well, a few remaining relatively sane people who our gut reaction is to laugh, which to them they can bring up the fact that you're insulting them or that you're emotionally hurting them because of their I mean, 
we would have recognized that this person is, you know, mentally uh, ill and um, we would have um, steered clear of them and hopefully tried to get them the uh, help in the uh, proper, um, you know, facility that they, they need to help them. However, pretty much it's become a situation where as the inmates are running the institution, whereas that which is considered normal is now supposed to be considered abnormal. And so if you say things that are not politically correct or woke or what that you're you're considered the deviant now this goes beyond and i want to stipulate something here this goes beyond talking about things which are generational because you know, it's it's pretty clear that we have had belief systems and so forth that have over time, given enough time, proven um, that they were simply just antiquated thinking. Oftentimes, these things being associated with technology. And it was a product of its time. So within that context, it's understandable. But what I'm talking about here is something far different. And what I'm trying to say is that we're talking about an entire segment of society and a growing segment of society that is that detached from reality and this overall does not bode well for society I think that a very important aspect of this is that many people's minds especially younger people are almost operating under a constant barrage of static because if you're trying to tune in to a radio station and it was the annoyance for those of you who remember this just and for those of you who don't i suggest tuning in to that ancient old thing with an actual tuner, not digital, but an analog tuner, and try to uh, tune in an AM or FM radio station, those that few that actually still exist. And it can be really frustrating with all the static in between. That, in and of itself, is part a major part of the problem and that problem 
is this. Simply put, the more that your mind is multitasked, the more fragmented it becomes. And the more fragmented it becomes, the less attention to detail it can deal with. And as a consequence of that, there is simply so much miscommunication and people who are so fragmented that we can't, we, we simply cannot function as any kind of coherent and collective society for that reason alone. That's the reason why, for instance, myself, um, I read reports because reading things is entirely different than watching them. Watching things, watching information, regardless of what it may be, is one of the absolute worst ways of actually learning anything that is sociological in nature. Now, videos, for instance, of um, how to do something in woodworking or with preparing a meal, things of that nature, they're fine. But I'm talking about things which are sociological, where you're, for instance, watching two um, may or may not be, you know, professionals, so-called learned individuals discuss a given topic can become almost useless, especially and particularly um, the videos that are on YouTube that have the distraction of, well, constant videos. Because what these people are ultimately trying to do is earn a living from YouTube. It has nothing to do with necessarily unbiased information. They are into entertainment and the entertainment circuit. And so they may be talking and they may be talking with or without them personally being in the video. But you may notice that what they are doing constantly must have a video. And here's the thing. If you want some information, one of the very best ways of processing it, and it takes more time, is to read it. And the second one, as you're doing right now, is listening to it. You'll notice, for instance, I have never, and I never will, do a programmed robotic voice because this is something that is um, n n on multiple levels really dysfunctional. Um, it is aiding and abetting 
the very thing that I try to battle against, which is the dehumanization of communication. There are, for instance, many YouTube persons, some of them actually companies, they're not even persons, they're companies, and they have a million YouTube videos. <clears throat> And the content and the person, the so-called person, they're not even human. They're robotic. And that should trouble you. And that should trouble you because the only thing that you find about it is that ultimately it is about product and it's about what they can sell. I am not here to sell you product. I am an actual living, breathing old guy who is trying their best to enlighten someone or many to the fact that the current trajectory that we are on is um well it's it's basically death because everything currently here everything every soundbite everything everything think about it analyze it listen to it listen to the ultimate message I don't care how nice it seems. I don't care if it's whatever is about making profit from you. For instance, just to give you a very brief example of this. If you go to YouTube and I bring them up a lot because I watch them a great deal because I'm doing my own human analytics. And for instance, for you uh, people who may not know this, their bots, their marketing bots are so detailed that if you're not paying for YouTube, if you have to deal with what they started, I don't know, I can't remember how many years ago now, but you know, the annoying interruptions in whatever video that you're often watching and they put in commercials. But you'll notice this. If you think you're not being followed, they put in commercials that are targeted to whatever it is that you are watching. So if I happen to be watching, for instance, something on fishing, let's say, then suddenly when it goes, when it cuts to commercial, then there's companies that has something to do with selling fishing gear or boats or tackles or fishing rods or something of that ilk. But it is targeted, psychopathically targeted to producing sales. And would you have... And, and you have to remember, you say, well, yeah, they, they have these bots, but we created those bots. We as humans, somewhere along the line, 
some poor schmuck that had to get a job and is working for them. They created them because ultimately, ultimately it comes down to the people in charge and they make the decisions and that's what was done and that's what has been done. And that in turn gets laid on to society and that in turn makes us that much more crazy. And so when you wonder when you're having a, trying to have a conversation and basically ultimately when you do have some kind of objective truth and you know that two and two is four and you can be talking with people on their maybe they're polite they say good morning maybe it's your neighbor that lives next door that you may or may not know very well at all but they've always been friendly and they say good morning they could do the basics but if something peculiar or strange happens and you talk to them for a bit and then you can hear the crazy I experienced this a couple of years ago, or more than that, several years ago. Um, yeah, so we don't know each other that well, but the thing is, is that we're not on the same page because you have an entire structure that tells people, in other words, um, it's sort of like the thing that they keep talking about way back from the 60s of a, the do your own thing. Well, they did that and they did it to a point of <laughs> absolute insanity off the charts because that's what it became. Because that just happens, ironically, to coincide with laissez-faire capitalism. Where everything, everything, and everyone is a commodity. And that's it. That is, you know, the be all and end all of, of existence. So, whereas, for instance, someone like myself, if um, I had a neighbor and, you know, they had some kind of problem and or emergency, and I could help them out, I, without a whole lot of thought, i try to help them out. Whereas the prevailing attitude is, as far as marketing is concerned, it's like, well, yes, they know that normal people, the, the norms, as they call them, that people are, you know, people, the people, the sheep, the people, they are... Uh, inherently altruistic and and so then they develop that as a marketing angle and so <clears throat> they will develop something about helping your neighbor but then they have to turn it into something that benefits you spiritually psychologically and that they through their program if, for instance, you haven't been such an altruistic person in your life that through their program, they're going to teach you how to do this. 
as opposed to what, again, was just commonly set and commonly understood as basic fucking human decency. On the flip side of that, when we talk in terms of, say, government regulation, if you break that down again, and this is what I this is what I do, this is what I enjoy doing, instead of going through all the endless hours of hogwash, you know, it boils down to as regulation is to when you have to regulate a company or an organization just to act like decent fucking human beings. And I, uh, I firmly believe that anytime that you have to institute programs or training programs of how to do this, your society is in serious trouble. If you know a person in your life, regardless, maybe they're currently up, maybe through whatever things in their life, then maybe they're down. But you've always known them as a very altruistic person that would give you the shirt off their back that have throughout their life, um, you know, helped people and basically tried to do the right thing. Chances are, overwhelmingly, you're not dealing with a sociopath. Chances are, regard again, regardless of their wealth, chances are you're not dealing with absolute greed because I have known, for instance, several very wealthy people in my life, but the ones that I happen to know, they didn't flaunt their wealth in any way. They led very modest lives and they were active members in their community because they had a lot and they wanted to help people. These are definitely not the traits of a narcissist or a sociopath. And that is the difference. But if you're dealing within a consciousness, the entire, let's say, ethos, the entire belief system of a system which basically says it does not perhaps state this openly but in effect the net effect is screw everybody else me first and they'll trample on anyone and i mean anyone and i mean that includes family family mother sister brother daughter anyone to achieve their greatness, let's say. These are people who are not living in the world of 2 plus 2 equaling 4. 
they are in an alternative world. And the thing about the simple equation that I'm talking about here, I'm talking about a simple manifestation of reason. People who believe, as I believe, two and two equaling four, it doesn't matter if it's you, your home, your neighborhood, your state, your country, your nation, your planet, wherever the hell that fact of existence is, it can be any planet, outer space, it still applies. It is not specific just to you. But when you have a group of people um, like the youngins that I just pointed out, and they just said, basically, well, you know, hey, man, you know, it's like uh, reality's like whatever, you know, and it's like what you believe, hey, that's your truth, man. That's your truth, and it's like, that's like your truth, and that's cool, and then I have my truth, and then, you know, the next person over there, they have their truth, and da 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 da, -da you know? That's crazy. Because you cannot have an effective, functional society where truth objective truth doesn't exist you only have subjective truth and all everything that we base society on is um well it's subjective and we see we collectively talking to you smarties out there listening to this you see where that's gotten us. And yes, I'm talking about innate human behavior. And we have, oftentimes, we have this mistaken, what I call like a mistaken identity crisis that somehow, simply because of technology, that we are expected to believe that we are somehow so much better or more perceptive than those old ones from, you know, 300, 500, 1,000, 2,000 years ago. As far as human evolution is concerned, that isn't even a drop in the bucket. Not at all. Not even close. So give me a break. <laughs> There's people, the people back then, yeah, sure, they didn't have the technology, but they were, I mean, identically. <clears throat> other than that, other than that aspect, identical to us. And I say that cross-culturally, what have you, identical. They just didn't have the technology and all the things, sociologically speaking, that come as a process of technology. But they were the same at their core as we are today. The same. 
so. All I can do is, all I can say is that um, we're dealing with what I call an, a universal insanity in that all of everything that has been propagated through technology and and where we are supposed to be and the erroneous belief that we are somehow far superior and so different than people of, you know, even in the last 300 years, that we are just so different. We're not. I'm talking about our core nature. And our core nature, our core nature has not changed now. Now, this is something for another broadcast because you can debate that. But what I'm saying is there is a extreme unpleasantness and hatefulness. And it's just, God, it's, it's just horrible. It's just horrible the way that we treat and you know uh perceive uh the court natures and needs and wants of other people and we as a species we have not we are those same we are the people that built the pyramids separated by a couple thousand years or so okay fine we are those people and one one of i will end it with this one of the greatest times of i say one one of the greatest times of human discovery was uh, commonly known as let's say the renaissance well, thing is, we're those people too. And we need to put that in perspective. Because if you do this, as far as your interaction, as far as what you end up doing with your life, it's going to end up saving you a lot of time and ultimately a lot of trouble. Well, that's all I've got to say for now. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't like what you heard, leave a comment. And if you really liked it, tell a friend. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you to be careful in this crazy mixed up world. Mixed up world, crazy mixed up world, crazy mixed up world. I'm in a crazy mixed up world.